grass-fed process and what we can access. It's Rhyme and Reason 781. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're here. Hey there, Tony here, and we're going to get to the meat of the matter today. If you like meat, you'll like this one. If you don't like this one, you don't like meat. I'll just put it that way. Because I'm talking about grass-fed beef and chicken and pork, and it's just all better for you, right? You agree with that, don't you? Well, whether you do or not, why would anyone make that claim that if it's grass-fed, it's better? And what kind of proof do any of those people have that make that claim? They got any proof? Well, there's a, there's a ton of grass-fed nutrition information out there, but is it proof? Well, I decided some time ago that it was compelling and convincing enough for me that uh, I decided to choose grass-fed meats over the alternatives, and that's what we've been eating in the Funder House ever since. But I read some more information about the behind-the-scenes process that goes on when cows graze on grass. And that's my favorite, is beef. So, of course, that's where I would gravitate to, is the cows grazing on grass. And uh, I found out how so much of nature is even way more fine-tuned than uh, a complex symphony, for example. You might check out this uh, description of what else goes on as those cows graze in the grassy fields, so lazily chewing their cud and eating that green, green grass of home. Uh, Here's a quote. Meanwhile, the grass roots match the length of the above-ground stalks. Grass roots match the length of the above-ground stalks. That's quite a big thing there when you consider how long grass can grow, especially in places where they have plenty of water and growing time. Um, Sorry, that was a little side note of mine. I'll get back to the quote. This means that the root ends die off with every graze, providing food for thousands of species of tiny bacteria, fungus, and protozoa, teeming invisible beneath the surface of the soil. All of this activity is affected by the rhythms of the sun, the cloud, and the rain, by irrigation, by the rotational grazing and resting of the pastures, by migratory birds that eat bugs and drop nitrogen-rich manure, by coyotes that eat gophers and other rodents, by vultures that clean up decaying animals, and by pollinator insects that rely on wildflower blossoms. Wow. All of this, in the words of the psalmist, fearfully and wonderfully made. The miracle of nature is that every part is designed to support and rely on every other part. The complexity of nature results in peace and balance, and its harmony surpasses the bounds of human understanding. Man. That is quite the deal. You you see what all was going on out there in that innocent little field of grass where the cows are out there lazily chewing their cud? Why is that all going on? Why? Why? Why is that all going on? Why is the sky blue? Why is the grass green? Why is the sun gold? What does it all mean? Why is the air clear? Why is the ground brown? Why does the earth float and never fall down? 
Cause God made skies, He made them blue He made the world for me and you And all because it pleased Him too God loves us through and through Why is a horse fast? Why is a snail slow? Why does it get cold when northern winds blow? Why is the sea green? Why is the sand white? Why is the day day? Why is the night night? Cause God made creatures big and small And sand and seas He made them all And even if we trip and fall God helps us to stand tall God's love is always there His love will never die So you can trust in Him For all your questions why Cause God made creatures big and small And sand and seas He made them all And even if we trip and fall God helps us to stand tall And God made skies, He made them blue He made the world for me and you And all because it pleased Him too God loves us through and through That is why God loves us through and through God loves us through and through So that's why, because it delights God. It delighted Him to make all these wonderful things for us. And getting back to the quote from all of that uh, information about the birds and the bugs and the coyotes and the gophers, they finished up saying, this should inspire nothing but reverence. We should remember God's words in Job 38. Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Who hath cleft a channel for the water flood to satisfy the waste and desolate ground and to cause the tender grass to spring forth? Well, none other than the Lord himself. Okay, that's obviously coming from the King James Version, which I don't typically read out of, but you get the point. I know most people who listen to this uh, podcast, they understand the King James English to some degree. Anyway, it's amazing is what it is, and it's awesome, and it shows how the uh, uh, complexity of God in creation is all set up because it delights Him to do that for us. That's why He goes to all the trouble. That's why He makes sure that every, or He made sure that every part is designed to support and rely on every other part. And that is why the sky is blue and the grass is green, the sun is gold, and that's what it all means. And the air is clear and the ground is brown, the earth floats and it falls down. All right, I'll, uh, I'll leave you with that.
Thanks for tuning in to this grass-fed beef episode of Rhyme and Reason, brought to you by Tony Funderburk, as always. And as always, remember, life has rhyme and reason because God made you. Here's a rhyme and reason.